Hey guys, welcome back to episode four of Girl with the Bamboo Earring. Um, I am so excited to have you guys back. Thank you for listening. This is our fourth episode. I'm so excited and I'm even more excited on top of it being our fourth episode because we have a super special guest um, this go round. Um, she is amazing. She's an industry powerhouse. She is a costume designer um, and her name is Stacy. Um, and, you know, I'm just so glad to have her on this week and just share all of the greatness that is she, Stacy Beverly. Um, and just being able to like honor her in this way and kind of share her with the newer generation who may not be familiar with her work and kind of just be able to talk with her and get her opinions firsthand and her perspective firsthand and just learning about her journey in the industry. Um, so I want to go ahead and welcome the legend, Stacey Beverly, to the show. Stacey, say hi. Thank you, Shelby. You're so sweet. What a nice intro. Much appreciated. <laughs> Thank you so much. Of course. <laughs> I'm so glad to have you. Like I said, before we started recording, I was like going on a tangent. Um, but I'm obsessed with Stacey's work and kind of how we partnered on this episode. It sprang from a Twitter thread, which is, you know, Twitter. You guys know I love Twitter. Um, but I was ranting and raving about Sex in the City and how I kind of felt like they missed the mark with um, mm. Jennifer Hudson's character. That was kind of cringy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know, Stacey, do you have your opinions about that scene? I don't know if it's PC. Absolutely. I don't know. Absolutely. What did you? Okay, so for background, what we're discussing is, I guess we're just going to jump right in. The scene that we're mm-hmm. discussing is in the initial Sex in the City movie um, when Jennifer Hudson is cast as... Carrie Bradshaw's assistant and um which was already really weird to me because she said that she was a software engineer or like a that was like what she studied so I already found it quite odd that the black woman is already like how is she a learned software engineer but cast as someone's assistant so that's just that that's a mouthful right there on the black woman's experience in <laughs> America being overqualified and underemployed. <laughs> um, but Carrie gifts her a horrendous Louis Vuitton bag, and <laughs> J Hud jumps up and down and squeals with excitement. Oh my God, my very own Louis Vuitton bag! And like, ugh, the cringe that is that scene and just also like I don't want to go too deep into like you know the economics of like working class black people and like immigrants and these like very upper west side white women who employ them and like instead of paying them fairly they just gift them bags or like you know Mm. that kind of thing but I would love to hear your thoughts on it Stacey I don't know if I went too deep just like in the first five minutes but I would love to hear your thoughts. Well, absolutely not. I mean, it is pretty much reflective of what happens in society today. And, you know, it's just kind of unfortunate. And um, what it stems from is, I would say, is just writers not being well-researched, well-versed, or not, um, you know, having uh, Black women Right. It's, you're writing about us, so why don't you have us in the room to get a true perspective of, of what's really happening? Because, um, you know, it as you mentioned before, it was just really unfortunate. Um, you know, it just wasn't, um, it wasn't realistic. And um, like you said, it, it 
just unfortunate what happened. You know, we do um, do our research. We are um, overqualified, and then, you know, we're kind of just, it's almost like we're entertained and just um, kind of, I guess, welcomed into a circle and it's almost the position that we should be happy to be there. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just disappointing and hopefully things are changing, but you know, it just, um, it's almost like what they feel like we should be doing instead of getting a true perspective from our point of view, I would say. I agree. Um, Mm -hmm. I definitely want to tell the audience about who you are and have you share a little bit about your background, but I think it's a great segue to go ahead and ask you, have you ever had any, any of those feelings in your own career path? Just feeling like, have you ever been made to feel like you should just be happy to kind of be in the room and don't really ruffle any feathers or, you know, bring any real ideas or change to the table? Just be... You know, have you ever felt anything like that in your own journey? Oh, you're you're just gonna just go all the <laughs> way in, right? Like <laughs> it it is that way quite frequently. Um, wow. And um, even at your level, it's a sad situation. Yeah, it really, it really is. And um, it's it's just. It's perplexing and it's frustrating and, um, you know, it's still like even like like you mentioned, I've been doing this a very long time. And for me to um, there's never been a time where it's been like, okay, I get a call to just come in, you know what I mean? And do the work, you know, my work, you know, my work ethic. Um, you know, you know what I can do and pretty much like as far as producers are concerned, it's like, it's your vision. So I'm here to make that come alive and I'm here to support you and do whatever I can to make it happen. And I am going to do that, but, you know, still, uh, you know, I get asked to do, um, no vision boards and um right you're still having to prove you know and presentations and and um you know sometimes they even ask you to send them in you know electronically and it's like no I'm not going to release my you know my my work and my ideas and my work you know what I mean and then you know it's just it's just never ending. It's just really, you know, and I'm sure there are, there aren't that many of us first, first of all. And, um, I'm sure, you know, we all kind of share the same, um, sentiment and, um, and experience, you know what I mean? I, I think there are some that maybe are starting to get, um, some recognition right. and acknowledgement, but it is definitely, a. a a frustrating situation and task like every day. It's like there's never a time where you just are like, okay, you know, I've been doing this 10, 15, 20 years. So, you know, uh, I'm ready to go. You know, it's it's not that at all. (laughs) That's crazy to hear that even someone with your amazing credentials, I guess we can go ahead and get into your credentials. I mean, from being the costume designer on Girlfriends to all of us to the game. I mean, just really, when I think about the work that you've done, just even in those three um, shows, just really changed 
the way that black women were seen on the screen. I mean, for me, Girlfriends was like a major thing, right? To see black women outside of costume, like a domestic work costume or like a nurse's, Mm. to see them outside of uniform, right? Um, Mm -hmm. To hear them talk Mm -hmm. about designer items and like, you know, not to compare it to Sarah Jessica Parker's um, character, but to see that kind of like upwardly mobile black woman. Before that, I don't really recall seeing something like that. I I think this a similar thing would have been like living single. But even then, mm-hmm. grown women had like three roommates um, mm-hmm. and they weren't really, mm-hmm. you know, like they were still in kind of like that where they're working towards that kind of like, but to see like Joan, Tony, Maya and be professional women, best-selling authors and attorneys, that was like a big deal. And I think also mm-hmm. the game for my generation was like huge. Um, Melanie, mm-hmm. again, was she might not have finished med school or even become a doctor, but like she was in medical school. She was intelligent and like they had way different mm-hmm. costume choices. I would love for you mm-hmm. to share like a bit about some of the projects that you've worked on and just kind of give us a rundown of your receipts. Like you said, people, you know, <laughs> like to like to pretend like you don't have these receipts out here and you do. <laughs> You're a legend. <laughs> you are so sweet thank you so much I mean and and it is really Shelby really just like you said um and it was groundbreaking and but it is our reality though you know what I mean it it was just being projected you know on film for the rest of the world to see but this is how we live you know what I mean um, we have all different levels of socioeconomical levels. And um, you know what I mean? We are doctors and um, attorneys and, um, you know, administrative assistants right. and um, real estate agents and, you know, scientists and everything else. Um, so I think it was exceptional that, um, you know, we had an opportunity to, you know, lay the groundwork for that, but, um, it was, it was just really fun. It was interesting. Um, it was next level stuff, you know what I mean? And when you're doing it, you know, like I said, we live that life every day. Um, you know, we all have friends and relationships and we know people, you know, as black women who do this. So, um, you know, it was exciting for the rest of the world to get to see it. So it was really just like every day, you know, there were um, lots of black women who were on the crew, which was refreshing and, and uh, um, a nice situation to be in. So, you know, when you're in it and um, when you're in the trenches and making it happen, you don't think about how exceptional an, an experience it is. But then, you know, looking back, you know, after, you know, once we got started and we had so much momentum, you know, rolling and, you know, people really loved it and they were accepting and loving of it. And, um, it was just a a great situation. Um, with, um, girlfriends, it was just really fun with, um, to, um, display all of the different characters and styles and not only their careers, but I would say, um, their real life, you know, flaws. Right. And, um, you know what I mean? It was just, it was 
again, what we live every day. And then, then with the game, it was really fun as well. Um, there were a lot of new characters that were introduced as well. Um, you know, with the relationships right. and the male female dynamic. And, um, as far as the, you know, the, I think the game really wasn't meant to be, you know, a fashion forward type show. It was, you know, some characters, they definitely have their moments, but, um, I think for girlfriends, um, for Joan and I would say Tony, they were pretty much, you know, pushing the envelope and really showing what we do as black women. But then, um, you know, the, um, you know, Melanie was a, a student, you know what I mean? So she definitely, again, had her moments, but it really wasn't about that for, for the game, but it did represent real life in those situations and um you know those those relationships and those types of characters so it was it was pretty good stuff I mean legendary work like I said I still remember some of those looks that you put on to Tracy Ellis Ross and her character as Joan Clayton those the outfit that she wore when she and Tony went to Tony's wedding dress um, fitting, she had on that pink blazer with the green khakis. Mm. And I just mm. thought, wow, this is such a, like, a good look. Like, I can't, I can remember, even that, like, I you would probably know since you styled this. It's crazy that I'm even talking to you. I'm having a fangirl moment. Um, because <laughs> if I talked about this to anyone else, they would be like, why does this girl remember this dress that Joan Clayton I wore. Know. Um, but the dress. Okay, tell me the dress again. I'm trying to remember. Okay, okay they so there's another. The wedding um, It's so long ago. Okay. The pink blazer that she wore to like the store when they all went with Tony to try on her yes. dresses. Okay. But also, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. please tell me who designed that like mustard colored dress that Joan wore to Tony's engagement when she acted a fool when like Ellis came by to get his stuff. That floral mm. like mustard color it's gorgeous like the strapless um dress oh my gosh I beautiful i remember it that up i'm so sorry shelby it's i okay. don't remember exactly beautiful I would have to go back beautiful costuming i mean that dress is gorgeous <laughs> i remember it ah <laughs> oh, i'm so that's amazing thank you so much i'm i'm so impressed and happy that it did make a, make an impact because you know we really did you know we did the work and it was just an an eclectic you know like haunt like we would search high and low um catch sales department stores really? flea markets um i mean vintage stores resale stores consignment stores i mean d- different little boutiques and we would i mean comb the all ends of the earth it was crazy like because um you know we just really don't get the budgets to really I was gonna um, you know, ask make you, it happen. So mm-hmm. I was gonna ask you, what are the logistics um, for something like that? Not even particular or specific to girlfriends, um, which I don't mm-hmm. want to move away from. But like, what does that look like for you? What does what does the process of like building a wardrobe r- around a, ca- a character consist of? Like, where does mm-hmm. where is the starting point, the middle point, and then like, what is your marker for success? Mm. Oh, good question. Um, you know, it all starts out um, with the um, 
you know, the creator's vision and what they want to, you know, bring to life and project. So I work really closely with them in developing, you know, the different levels um, from beginning to end, because there's always, a, you know, there's levels, there's a place where a character starts and they evolve over time. There's an arc that builds, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, you cannot start for a character who's going to, you know, mature, develop and evolve in their life in so many different ways. You, you can't start, you know, at, you know, the high end or low end, you know, whatever. Sometimes there's a crescendo, you know, sometimes characters have fall on hard times, you know what I mean? So all of this is taken into consideration when developing the character. Um, so that's really where it starts. And then, um, you know, of course, there are always, the characters are very much um, considered and even the actors get involved. Different body types are important. I think I really pride myself on making sure that my actors are comfortable and um, able to express themselves and just really be happy and comfortable and help them envelop, you know, their character and where they need to go and where they need to be with, with their situations. That's um, interesting. So, I think because mm -hmm. having consideration for, um, Yes, you want to, like, portray the character as accurately as possible, but I think it's cool that you also consider, like, the character isn't real, the actor is who is real. So I also want to be mindful of, like, their comfort level and making sure that they're comfortable, like, doing their job, um, becoming mm -hmm. this character. That's really interesting. You have to consider both an, an imaginary character and a real actor. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, because you you definitely want to make sure that they are comfortable and able to give their best performance. You know what I mean? So really, like a lot of it is um, just also being able to um, marry all of the different directions. You know what I mean? So there's still, um, you know, my creative input and what I feel like the character should be. Um, you know, what the producer's vision is, and then the actor as well, of course, you know, they need to be able to express themselves right. and um, just really grow and be free. So they have to be comfortable. Right. So I think that's very much an important part of the, uh, I'd say an important piece of the puzzle. I have a question mm -hmm. for you. So on the subject mm -hmm. of girlfriends, which of course is mm -hmm. all of our faves, if you could choose one word to describe each of the girlfriend's character's style from a costume perspective, which word for each of the characters, Tony, Maya, Lynn, Joan, um, would you choose to describe each of them if you have to choose one word to describe your direction and style for them? One word. <laughs> okay. One word. Can it, let me see. One word? Can it be two words? Let me see. We'll do. I'll I would give say, you two. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay. Just because, like, we worked so hard on really, like, reflecting and, and setting trends, you know what I mean? And okay. reflecting, like, a, a myriad of, like, 
of different genres and periods and emotions in each character. You know what I mean? So for me to take one word, I don't think one word will envelop each character. I would say I, I'll, I, I'll try to narrow it down to two words. Okay. So you, you <laughs> Give us as much information as okay. you deem fit. I don't want to narrow okay. down. Um, I don't want to narrow so, down the characters to one word if that is not what you what your aim was. Yeah, I think. Um, and, you know, again, like, for instance, you you talk about Joan. So Joan was an attorney. You know what I mean? And then, you know, she also they they all had so many facets of their lives. So, you know, it's kind of hard to run the whole gamut with just one word. So I think I'd like to say, um, since Joan was an attorney, you know what I mean? So she would wear like a version of a suit at work, for instance, but then, um, you know, it was always a twist on what, you know, what she wore, lots of pencil pencil skirts, because um, you know, Tracy has a great, a great body. So I would say maybe like a, a classic eclectic look, maybe. Okay. Pretty fashion forward. You know what I mean? Like we would kind of push the envelope because we would mix and match again. Like I said, um, we would find like vintage pieces and kind of mix and match with the, you know, high end, um, you know, pumps and right and um, like really great blazers and stuff like that. So I would say eclectic and classic fashion. I think that's what was really relatable work. about her character. Yeah, that that's mm-hmm. spot on. I think. Um, I think okay. a lot of black women enjoyed that about her character. Like she mixed high and low for one, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. but also like it was classic with the twist. Like you said, it was a good pantsuit, but maybe in a like unique color. Um, or, you know, maybe there was like a different pattern of button on the suit or, you know, maybe it was mm-hmm. a classic cut in like a really cool, like vibrant color. Um, or she did like a very vibrant lip or like we said, the dress that she wore to Tony's engagement party was a very classic, like 50s cut of a dress. But it was in a very like, you know, beautiful, unique pattern. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that's spot mm-hmm. on, but I'll yield to you mm-hmm. to describe the rest of the characters. <laughs> let's see. So let's see. I would say Tony, um, for Tony, you know, Tony, she, she definitely had her moments and, you know, she was a little bit, um, Tony had something to prove. And, uh, I would say that she was. Tony was pretty edgy, I would say. She would push the envelope a little bit with um, with styles as well, but she was more label conscious, I would say. So I would give her, she was, she was pretty edgy, I would say. Tony? As edgy and, um, and labels. Tony was edgy definitely... with labels. <laughs> that's that's spot on as well <laughs> definitely mm-hmm, tony mm-hmm. is the quintessential black bougie friend like if that yes. and bougie would mm-hmm. have come out in that 
time frame in 2004, it, she would have starred in the video. Like, that's her mm-hmm. all the way. All the way up to her. And actually, Tony doesn't get enough credit for also introducing us to very high quality weaves. Because I felt like up until her character, it's mm. very taboo for black mm-hmm. women to have weave, right? It was very like, oh, you have weave. Like, that's not cute. That's not cool. You ball headed. And I think Tony really, <laughs> she really helped to change that narrative. Like, this is a fabulous weave. It's very expensive. Don't touch it. Like, weaves can be very yes. elevated. They can look like your real hair. They don't have to be, you know, stiff or down your back. But, like, yes, this is a weave. And, you know. I agree. I, I really appreciated that about her character in addition to her um, costuming. Um, yes. One of the more. They did you, a great job. They did a. You guys did an excellent job of finding that synergy. <laughs> um, I think one of the more unique characters was Lynn. Um, mm-hmm. I I can never really put a finger on her style. I think and even throughout the season, she evolved. As she evolved in like Absolutely. her personal life, her style kind of got it together. Like she was very mm-hmm. like punk and all over the place. And then like as she <laughs> kind of started gathering it, her style was like, okay, I see kind of what you're going for now. Whereas like in the first couple of seasons, you're like, girl, I don't know what you just threw on. <laughs> um, but make it make sense. I don't know. <laughs> well, see, so... This makes me very happy because you have paid very close attention. And so this means my job was done because that is exactly <laughs> where we were going with this. Um, you know what I mean? She had all these degrees and she was all over the place. And that was absolutely, um, you know, projected in her wardrobe. It was just like, um, you know, she started off, she, you know, she was homeless at one point and she was living with her friends and, you know, she's just a career student and she's this little, you know, nuts and berries, um, you know, kind of kid and, you know, very bohemian, but then she had a little bit of goth in there and, you know, she would piece together things as, um, as she could. And then, like you mentioned before, she just kind of evolved and finally started to pull it all together. But all of that is um, is very spot on with her character. That is, and what people don't seem to realize is, um, you know, and that's what was so exciting about the show is that it was about fashion, but we still had stories to st- to tell. We right. still had stories to tell within the character and the stories. You know what I mean? So all of that has to, you know, has to be displayed for the character right. and the story. So that's that's very cool. Um, you were paying close attention. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. definitely costume design is actually um, this episode isn't about me. It's about you. But costume design is how I actually <laughs> kind of got entry into like the fashion world. I didn't even know costume design was what it was called, but when I watched films and when I watched TV, I found myself way more interested in the clothing and like how the clothing helped to tell the character's story. And then I would say, oh, what's that dress? So now I'm going to research that or like take a picture of this. Mm -hmm. And what is that? And that kind of um, (laughs) kind of went down the rabbit hole of that. Um, But this is a good segue into I would love to know kind of how one. Well, for one, your background and like how you came to be in this industry, because I think costume design is a very like 
close-knit group, and it's not always as visible. Something that me and Ms. Bethany and Hardison discussed on the last episode was that, you know, mm-hmm. the younger generation really wants fashion roles or any kind of role that's very visible and, like, you know, getting all of the glory and, like, kind of out in the mm-hmm. forefront. And I feel like costume design is one of is one of those roles where it may not be as visible, but like it is equally as important as an editor or a stylist. And even more so because these films become legacy. Um, In some instances, these films are like, you know, for a Midwestern soccer mom who may not interact with black people all the time. She happens to see girlfriends Mm. on her TV or, you know, a film. She happens to go see Moonlight or something, you know, just something, Mm -hmm. you know, that may be Mm -hmm. her her the basis for which she forms opinions about the black community or whoever she's seeing on the screen so i feel like costume design Mm. is not not to say more important but equally as important as a culture driver and a a conversation driver um when it comes to like making sure we're accurate accurately representing blackness on screen because it is a communicator um and you know it's a way to break down stereotypes as the same for the past where it was used to build stereotypes, how people in black people were portrayed on screen in domestic uniforms, mm. in the headscarf of the mammies and the things like that. Mm. Moving away mm-hmm. from that in costume on film and TV has really helped. I think, you know, people who would not normally interact with black people in their day to day see us in a different light. And I would love to mm-hmm. hear about like how, how you came into this kind of industry because I have no idea how one even um, (laughs) gets into that kind of role. And like, if you had mentors or, you know, kind of just share with us, what is your background and how you came to be in this role? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All very good um, points and um, lots of questions rolled up into one, but um, I will start with, um, this is my second career, so um, I did work in corporate before this. So I worked for um, an auto manufacturer and management. So I traveled regionally, um, training people, and I just wasn't happy. And uh, I just decided to go back to school and start all over again. So um, I went to Sidham, downtown Los Angeles, and studied um, merchandise marketing and uh, fashion design. If you and don't mind so me asking, while, how old were you when mm-hmm. you decided to go back to school? Oh, I do mind you asking. So we're going <laughs> to edit that part out. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I just meant for reference of, you know, young people feel like they have to know everything at a certain age or have all their final it's decisions made. Late. And it's never too late. It's never too late. Um, But mm-hmm. I'll let you continue on. Okay. So, um, yeah, I um, went back to school at FITM. And um, so what, uh, again, I studied uh, merchandise marketing and fashion design. And um, I just was trying to figure out what exactly I wanted to do. I still didn't know, but I just knew that I had to uh, uh, find my passion and um, just be happy And, um, you know, living life, just I was interested in finding something that that I was I felt fulfilled in. And so Mm -hmm. I didn't know what that was at the time, but I just knew I had to start on a path. So anyway, long story short, I started networking and talking to people because um, very much like yourself, I didn't know um, or hadn't paid attention to any television shows that 
you know, had, uh, I didn't watch the credits, so I didn't really know what a costume designer did. But, um, you know, as I started doing my research and networking, I found this amazing, you know, career that would allow me some flexibility um, and some freedom to still, you know, move around and do something that made me happy and still, you know, be lucrative. So I um, started, believe it or not, I started as a PA. Oh, wow. Once I graduated from FIDM. Mm-hmm. Yep, I did. I started as a PA. And um, a couple of the jobs that I did, um, my first jobs were just um, like PA work. Some of them weren't even paid. They were like intern, internships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you definitely hit the nail on the head talking about unpaid work, which now, Mm -hmm. you know, there are tighter regulations around, you know, students doing unpaid work or adults doing unpaid work. But even when I started out in fashion for a long period of time, um, I wasn't paid for the work that I did at all. And then once I did start to be paid, mm-hmm. I'm surely underpaid. Um, <laughs> so just hearing that, not to say that's everyone's route, but to say that, like, sometimes, you know, compensation comes in many forms, not always money, but experience, connections, mm-hmm. you know, those kinds of things. Which is priceless. Priceless. And people don't get that these days. Right, right. I think so. That's important. Um, and I think especially in an industry like fashion, design, those kinds of um creative industries where qualifications are based on like creative eye talent um it's subjective i think you made mm. an important you raised mm-hmm. an important point about like you know sometimes you're just going to have to roll up your sleeves and do the dirty work and you know you may not be compensated in money but you may be compensated in other ways um because sure. you know this is not a, necessarily a very corporate structured kind of career path um mm-hmm. i guess my next question would be What is it like being a black woman in that space? Are there, I know of like Ruth E. Carter. um, Are there other black women in that space who you go to for like tutelage or mentorship? Or do you mentor other women in that space? Like what does that look look like? Um, What does your network look like? Does it include people of color? And kind of how do you guys work together? Mm. That is a good question. Um, hmm. You mentioned Ruth Carter, who is an exceptional costume designer. Um, and I know Ruth, and she's amazing. Um, and she actually has, um, you know, passed on a project to me in the past, which I am appreciative of. Really? Um, I also, yeah, she, um, I did, um, actually, I designed Ava DuVernay's first film, Middle of Nowhere, and that was, um, Ruth shared that um, project with me because she wasn't available. So she's a very gracious and talented woman. Um, I admire Ruth, and, you know, Wow. As you know, she just did Black Panther. Black Panther. And she needs, she deserves her getting, things this year. Yeah. She doesn't get Absolutely. her Oscar this year. She does not. I'm rolling up to I the know. Academy, wherever it is. I I know. You and me both. Okay, well, then just, we rolling up. We jump rolling in the hoopsie and go. <laughs> we're going to go. We're pulling up. Um, but it's really amazing to just hear that, like, you guys have that camaraderie and, like, 
that even exists because I think on my end of fashion, like business marketing, it can be very competitive. Like, um, not it's more necess- than competitive. It's, I mean, this business is pretty much still, it's very cutthroat. It's very clicky. It's, you know, so it's nice to have, um, you know, um, I guess a few women and key people that you can share with, but there are not that many to, right. to let me just be, keep it a hundred right. as, as we like to say, you know what I mean? But you know, there are the rare, I, I also admire um, Sharon Davis, I would say. Um, she's very talented and um, an amazing designer as well. And I've only met her one time, but she does some amazing work. That's, I mean, I, I empathize with that experience. You know, I have met a good group of black people and black women in fashion who, you know, have, you know, been open, like been collaborative, but that's um, kind of the exception, not the rule. Mm-hmm. Um, there's way yep. more of the competitiveness and like um, that. I guess I would mm-hmm. want to know, like, how do you handle that as, you know, how, I mean, even it, everyone struggles with like handling competition and like how to navigate that in an industry. But I, I'm sure it's only heightened in the entertainment industry. You have the element of celebrity and like, how do you navigate that? How do you, you know, what do you do to just like handle that day to day? That's a good question. I think, um, I think it's just all about staying focused and being, you know, well-researched and doing your, your best. That's really all you can do. Um, I think, Unfortunately, in in a time where right now um, popularity, um, you know, how, however many followers you have or, you know, um, you know, who's ever bandwagon is ready to be jumped on is probably more important than I would say experience and talent, gifts and abilities. Um, So it does get frustrating at times, but, um, you know, you just have to stay focused and and believe that, you know, the, uh, you know, your talents and and your, let's see. Gifts. People will see, you know what I mean? People will see your efforts and, and appreciate the work. Um, much like yourself, you know what I mean? People will look and see the quality, you know what I mean? Because um, that is at the end of the day for people who really are like interested in turning out exceptional work and um, things that are curated and cultivated and, and um, really special, then they'll, they'll look up people who have the experience and people who are passionate and really want to do the work and aren't interested in um, necessarily the, the fame and the glitz and the glamour. You know what I mean? We just really want to do good work and roll our sleeves up and, and um, just do things that are, you know what I mean? Just really beautiful right. and, um, and special. 
everything, you know. So that's all you can do. I think you said a mouthful about, you know, um, the right people will value and appreciate your work. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be everyone, but like the right, the right ones will appreciate yep. it, honor it, see it. Um, so that's like, that's a good reminder to us all too, because I think as a millennial, you know, you always have that element, like you said, of social media or likes, or again, that's something Ms. Bethann referenced about, like even casting now, she noticed like in model castings that there might be a more beautiful or more qualified model, but someone mm-hmm. might get casted over them because of like their online following. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's easy yep. to feel, you know, snuffed out or unrecognized because you don't have these massive following. So I think that's a really important message for, you know, us to hear from you as someone who is a veteran to say like, you know, yes, those things matter. We're not discounting them, but they're not everything. And, you know, the people mm-hmm. who, you know, really appreciate your work will see it, whether you have five followers or five million, um, you know, mm-hmm. people will appreciate mm-hmm. the quality. Um, so that's good to hear. Um, for those who are looking to get into like this line of work, are there any like resources, books, programs that you could recommend or that you think would be good for them to like um, use as, as resources? Hmm. Um, I think probably the best thing to do is to, of course, get, you know, whatever education that you feel is, is appropriate for the lane that you want to be in. But, um, you know, cause I don't know it, it, it's, all encompassing so there's contemporary there's periods you know what I mean there's lots of there's fantasy there's genres etc etc but um you know as far as um like for instance contemporary style and fashion I would say probably to um maybe international magazines and you know stuff like that just to get experience with all different types of cultures and you know people um you know do do your research um travel go to you know fashion exhibits at at different schools um art exhibits um learn about textiles um silhouettes architectures um you know what I mean stuff like that and then um, I would say as far as periods and I think it's just really good to know periods as well in the history of fashion, like any to um, probably read any type of books that have to do with um, the evolution or history of fashion. And again, learn about, you know, silhouettes and just different um verbiage and and um now that's the kind of stuff that I read um mm-hmm, I recently exactly. went to an exhibit about the color pink and there was mm. a Dior um petticoat and mm. I read that it was made of horsehair so uh-huh. <laughs> from there yep. from then on I was like when black men try to insult black women or shame us for our weaves by calling them horsehair I'm going to respond and be like that is a couture material 
Exactly. We're on trend. We're snatched. <laughs> so thank know you. Know better. You Hello. need to know better. Have you read a book? You're complimenting us. So <laughs> I, I know. It's just you know that's a whole another conversation we could get off into. But um, um, yeah, I think those are some of the things that you know that at the end of the day will always give you a, a good um, basis and foundation to to build on. You know, I mean, um, fashion, it's all cyclical. It all comes back around. Um, you know, know your color theory, you know what I mean, is important. Um, and I think that some, and mm, I would say for shopping, a couple of my favorite apps are... Um, Matches fashion, I would say, okay. and um, net a porte. Love that. I app. would say, yep, um, yeah. So I think those are some good little tools and resources that will always be helpful. You really, you really blessed us with some gems. One of my, sure. you should try the Depop app. D e p o p. Try that app because I know okay. you said you like like vintage and that kind of stuff. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like a vintage store and like individuals can sell their own clothing or you can set up a shop and sell like your own cool. like design clothing. But it's really good for seeing clothing from like all over the world or like if you're searching for a vintage mm-hmm. tea, there is vintage designer on there as well. Um, that's okay. a really good Depop? One. Depop, D-E-P-O-P. Got it. You're okay. going to love it. I'm going to check in with you to see how many things Thank you ordered you. off of it. Put me up on. Okay. Listen, nice. honestly, don't put on the push notifications for it because it has me up at like 1230 in the morning I'm in the bed, <laughs> scrolling, favoriting. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, I guess awesome. I know that honestly, you're going to have uh, you're going to it's going to be a problem. Um, budget accordingly. I'm telling you, I'm warning you. Thank you for the heads up. Um, My last question would be, are there any like shows or films that you really think have great costuming right now? Um, Whether it be in regards Mm. to like representing people of color, black people really well, or just like any, any films or TV shows you've seen um, that you've really been like, wow, like that's really dope. Um, You know, are there any, Mm. I know of course, Black Panther, we love it, but. Um, outside of yes. that, any? <laughs> you know what? I think I want to say I think that we have. Uh, I think we have a, a long way to go um, as far as us being represented and reflected. Um, there aren't that many. Um, we do have our our one family on. Um, you know, on ABC right now is Blackish, right? Which they do a great job. You know what I mean? Which but I know you it. did a couple of episodes on that show. That's awesome. Yeah, I did. Um, I did um, establish the first episode. So, I'm sorry, the first season. So that was, you know, fun and amazing. You set the tone, and um, I enjoyed doing that. Yeah, for sure. But um, so that is still going on. I think. Um, yeah, but I think I think we still have a long way to go. Agreed. I think if I had mm-hmm. to choose a TV show, I would say Insecure. I think Issa's style yes. is very quirky and it is very reflective of like a young black woman. And I wouldn't wear everything she wears, but, yeah. you know, I love that she wears black designers. Like I saw her in an Amity like 
niggas mm-hmm. teeth. Like I would totally wear that. Yeah. Like I really like that about yeah. her style. If I had to And I do I didn't think about cable and you're exactly right. Yeah, they they do. They do a great job. Um and I think it's it's very quirky and eclectic and um and I agree with you. You're exactly right. <laughs> um and if I had to choose a film, I saw this film called um Beguiled with Nicole Kidman. I think it was last year. Mm. Um, And it was Mm -hmm. a remake of, like, a Beguiled movie from before, but it was shot in the plantation that Beyonce shot Lemonade in. And Mm -hmm. it was, like, about these, like, 1800s, like, women during the Civil War. This soldier, he's, like, a fine soldier, and they, like, give him refuge. But then, like, all these women in the house end up loving him because he's the only Mm. guy around. But the costumes, (laughs) oh, my gosh. That antebellum-like error costuming, mm-hmm. which I don't really care for because, you know, it's a little racist, but mm-hmm. it <laughs> was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. I'm going to have to check it out. Yes. Beguiled. Beguiled. Okay. I'm going to check in with you to see how you liked it. You're going to think it's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. It I was, will do that. It was really good. Thank you for that little jewel as well. Of course. Um, But I won't take up any more of your time. I'm so appreciative of you. Um, coming on the podcast I know the listeners are going to enjoy um, this episode please tell us where we can find you on social um, where people can keep up with your projects and things like that Mm. well that's a good question thank you so much for having me I have enjoyed this time Um, very much appreciative um of your interest um i am not a big social media um (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean presence but let's see what is my twitter i don't even know your twitter i know your twitter my twitter (laughs) (laughs) stays the face Uh, okay cool and then my instagram is i think it's the same it's the stays the face yes and um i was actually on private and i decided to open it up because i was just like you know what let me um start um you know exercising this uh this uh vessel as well so i need to get more active so i'm gonna do that um for the uh big 2019 i'm gonna do you know, do more work and be a little more active on the social media circuit. But those are my two, um, my two, uh, handle social media handles. Well, you know, you I'll be on there. Them. The state, the face, Stace. something like that. Shelby. Yeah. <laughs> Stace the face in the Stace the face on Instagram. Got it. Um, but awesome. I'll make sure to put them in the description of this episode so everyone can find Stace. You know I'm going to be Aww. in your comments, so that's just down that. Thank you. I'll be um, <laughs> sending you some looks from Beguiled <laughs> so thank we can you. chat. I appreciate that. Um, but thank you again so much. You're a legend, and I just want you to know that I appreciate you so many black women and black men and just the industry. You've been such a gift to them. Um, and I just want to say thank you and, you know, you're appreciated by us. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for coming on. I'm so appreciative. <laughs> um, Miles will take us out. <laughs>